Hey guys, this is Chuma, and you are listening to The Silent Doc. If you enjoy what you are listening to, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Currently, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Uh, please subscribe and leave a review because it goes a super long way. Uh, the links will be in the show notes below. And also, if you have thoughts about the podcast, find me at The Silent Doc on Instagram. I'm always looking for new ideas or feedback. Um, to see if we can make the podcast better. So with that, let's get to it. When did coronavirus become real? When I think about where we are now, I almost forget what life was like before. Before mass faces were commonplace and social distancing pulled us six feet away from each other. Before we became well-adjusted to awkward elbow taps and daily Zoom chats. But when did coronavirus actually become a real thing? When did it go from being some external far-off threat to right outside my front door to inside the hospital? on the other side of the anteroom? When did it go from being one of the many distant threats to being the only meaningful threat I encounter on a daily basis? I can still remember hearing about the Wuhan virus in January. It was foreign then, affecting foreign people in a foreign country. Even when one of my team members' parents was barred entry into the United States simply for being from Wuhan, it wasn't real for me because those were her parents, not mine. And it was in her hometown, not mine. In the following weeks, new words entered my daily vernacular. Words like Don and Doff, social distancing, COVID-19 and PUI. Sessions on PPE replaced once educational conferences. Long talks about the threat of coronavirus would commonly interrupt rounds. Then the first cases affecting Americans hit both at sea by the Princess Cruise Line and on land in Seattle. Soon a nursing home was overrun by its own outbreak. But this was in Seattle. I was still safe, right? We were still safe, right? I mean, what state in the U.S. could be further from Georgia than Washington? But then a case was reported in New York, and the cases started piling up, even in patients who had never traveled. The Dow Jones plummeted, bottled water evaporated, toilet paper and hand sanitizer turned to gold and saffron. That was the fear setting in. The fear is complicated. Our greatest fears don't always lie in the known, but the unknown. What is this virus? Who gets it? How is it spreading? Who should be worried? Is there a cure? How long do I have to live? Maybe that last question was a bit dramatic. Or was it? Miss T was a 45-year-old female with a history of HIV, hypertension, and a remote kidney transplant in 2016. I had seen her in clinic, and at the behest of her primary care doctor, we were admitting her to the hospital to rule out COVID-19. She had had a bad weekend, but she wasn't dying, right? She had developed diarrhea on Friday, vomiting on Saturday, and maybe spiked temp on Sunday. But still, her primary care doc says, we should just rule her out. So, she was examined, transported, admitted, swabbed, and monitored. 
And all the while, I donned and doffed and doffed and donned. I was careful, but in the back of my head, I kept my own little secret. I just knew she was negative. The lady barely had a cough and hadn't even spiked the temperature since she was admitted. But one night, around 7.30, I get a call from my attending while at home. He's never called me after five. Hey, I just thought you should know. Our lady in 51, she's positive. She's positive for COVID-19. When did coronavirus become real? From then on, entering my apartment became a process. White coat stays in the hospital, pager stays in the car, shoes off at the door, alcohol swipes on the phone, scrubs in the washer on site. But what about this badge? We're gonna need more wipes. And then there was Miss T, whose room I had donned and doffed before entering numerous times. But today I might as well don my black robe and scythe because she read my face. I have it, don't I? I have it, right? Yes. Yes, you do. Then the questions erupted out of her and kept coming and coming. How did I get it? How did this happen? What about my mother? I've only been to the grocery store in my house for the last week. How does it spread? What about my daughter? Is there a cure? How long do I have to live? Looking into her face and realizing that I had been running the very same questions in my own head for the last 12 hours, I remember exactly when coronavirus became real for the both of us.